tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boostbytaxday to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. So Alan Chamanting has resigned and we are going to spend some time digesting what happened today. And many of you are getting home right now wondering what in God's name just happened to the MPP. Well, this is what happened to the MPP today. Alan Chamanting went to a press conference and announced that he's no longer a member of the New Patriotic Party. And he has officially resigned. And this, by the way, is the logo of his new movement, the Movement for Change. And they are targeting themselves, Ghana will rise again, which is what they are aspiring uh, to do with this particular organization that they have put together and announced today. There's a lot to get through for you uh, on this particular uh, PM Express show. And a few things that we learned from here today as far as his campaign is concerned and what he's promising to do to resolve the contentious issues in the 2020 presidential primaries were never re- re- fulfilled. And these are the reasons he's gone uh, uh, independent uh, today. The party has a view on this, too. And we'll come to that pretty shortly. But this was the first main one. He goes all the way back to 2007. By the way, he resigned there, too. And then he turned the resignation. The former president, John Ajikun Kufo, another party stalwarts, sat with him, convinced him to rescind that decision. And he says, at the time, promises were made to him. That the concerns that he had expressed after the superdelegates uh, congress just a few short days ago were similar then and however although he was promised those were not fulfilled and have been repeated in 2023 that's fundamentally one of the main reasons why he's gone also it comes to the superdelegates congress itself and says quote strategically and tactically the entire process was skewed to favor one particular aspirant. And many read into that one particular aspirant to mean the vice president, Dr. Mahmoud Baumia. But that's his claim and a reason why he decided to drop out of the NPP and go independent. Now, he also says there was a significant level of intimidation of people around him. And there was also monetization. Again, another complaint of his. With reason, he is broken away from the MPP today. So these are basically the three main reasons why he's decided to go independent today. Well, are they really justified? We'll hear from the MPP. They are holding a news conference tomorrow to address all these key issues. Already we heard from the party's hierarchy. And they say these are baseless allegations. And the reasons he's giving 
are just reasons that he somehow concocted just to justify something that he always wanted to do as far back as 2007. So, really, what are the justifiable basis and the reasons for him to go? We'll, we'll, we'll talk to those who are in his camp pretty shortly. And then also you look at the, um, his, his promise, his pitch, this new movement. He says it to be led and powered by the youth. And so he's pitching himself as a man who can champion the youthful agenda. And remember that he is being very clever at this. And he chose today, shortly on the back of the, of the protest that we saw, the three-day protest that was led by the Fix the Country elements that they've branded as the Democracy Hub. So he's tapping into that sentiment that we've seen the youth champion, both on social media, which translated into the protests that you saw on the streets over the last uh, few days. And so he wants to pitch himself there. He talks about the Great Transformational Plan. And he says it will provide jobs for the people, cash for the people. And that's just a setting resonance here for those who know him back in 2007, whether he was Alan Cash. So he's bringing this back into the fold, into his own strategy going into the 2024 elections. And then he says he will run a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. And many say this is easier said than done. But he's pitching, he's pitching the Alan unique selling propositions to us. Will the people buy into that? Well, let's see. As he goes into campaigning mode, he has promised already that he'll be going door to door and, and telling people uh, what his message is. And this for him is the reason why he is focusing so much on the youth, why he believes he's going to be a champion for the youth, because he looks at the youthful population and total voters of seven, uh, 17 uh, you know, million thereabout, and he believes that that population is, is big enough right, to tap into. Uh, going into the 2024 uh, elections. So what really is he proposing to do differently now? Because many have tried this. And, and let's make the point very clearly. Others who have gone independent before have performed woefully. None have even managed 1% before. So how can he distinguish himself when others before him have failed in the same area of it, that he's now attempting to get into? He says one of the things he would do is to downsize government, to have a lean structure. And as I go through the list, you begin to see a trend emerge. Alan, by the way, remember, was until January this year, a member of cabinet. He was a member of this government. He has been part of a government that has had the biggest size of government in our, in our, in our fourth Republican history. And he's pitching to do things that uh, stand in opposition to what he was part of implementing as a member of government, that, that this government had done. In other words, he's saying to you, I was part of this, signaling that I didn't quite believe in what was happening, and so now that I'm by myself, I'm going to do the opposite of what my government had done over the last, what, six years. And so he's pitching downsizing government. Another thing he's pitching, reviewing the existing reform. And as we, begin, as we begin to learn, you remember that there has been calls for this government to review the free SHS policy. The president had said, well, that would not happen. In fact, when Joe News took the matter up, he says that we were running a campaign against free SHS. Alan Chamanting has found that gap because he's realized that there are people out there, many, many people who want this review. And he says he will do exactly that. Right? So again, you begin to see what he's trying to do. 
He's trying to pitch himself as the candidate, although I'm coming from the fold of the MPP, they have failed to do the things that you've complained about, and I will be doing exactly what you've asked them to do that they failed to do over the last 66 years. Downsizing, free SHS review, and then also achieving at least 6% value addition. And remember, this was a, a key campaign message for the MPP in 2016, a year in which Alan Jamantin was on a campaign trail and campaigned quite strongly that they're going to turn us from taxation to production, they're going to you know, change the gorgeous big economy. He says this is something that he plans to do as well. The MPP are clearly not succeeded in doing that. And then he talks about private sector inclusion in national development efforts. And many have said expand um, the brains that run a government. And don't run a government based on loyalty. Run a government based on competence. And he wants to go into private sector to bring them into the fold as well. And there are a few more others that he puts up there. But again, if you look at him going into now that he's standing as an independent, where is his base? His base is in Ashanti region, many will say. That's, that's where he traces his own roots from. But as an individual, running in elections, internal elections, how has he performed? If you look at 20, 2007, he, when he first stood there in that very acrimonious uh, party congress at the University of Ghana, which he cited today, he had 32%. That was his best performance yet. And then there was a suggestion, he says, that uh, and you see his campaign messages when he was running to be the flag of the party, that it is his turn, that the setting promise was made to him, that when uh, the current president leaves the scene, as far as the party is concerned, he then takes, takes up the mantle. That's where the grievance really started. He himself didn't, didn't mean words about this, tracing his own grievance to 2007. But that's where he had his highest performance in the party. And you come to 2010 where he had 19.9, 19 19.91%. But the bigger point to note is the downward decline that he's faced anytime he's come up within the party asking for delegates to vote for him. He's been performing poorly over the years, as the statistics tell you. It's a downward decline. And then come the Super Delegates con Congress, which is the last straw that broke the camel's back, where he had 10.29% of, of the votes. And if you look at it, it's the third best performance yet in an internal party primary. But then, if you look at this in terms of how he's performed with the delegates, is he really that popular among the MPP rank and file? Because his strength going into 2024 as an independent candidate is taking votes away from the MPP, right? And the diehard folks, many of them are delegates as well. But how does it replicate itself among traditional MPP voters, if he's not been that popular among their own ranks, especially in a place like the Ashanti region. I want to go there next, because that is a very important point to observe. And this is the Ashanti region analysis that we've been, we've been talking about, and it's very important. What happens in the Ashanti region when Alan is in it or out of it, as far as internal party elections are concerned? And you look at 2004, and one of the key points to note, it's not really so critical to the MPP's fortunes that each time they are above 75, they win the national elections. If they are below 75, they lose the national elections. As you see in 2004, 77% they win the national elections. Go to 2008, they drop below 75%, they lose the national elections. If we go to 2012, they, they again drop below 75%, they lose the national elections. If we go to uh, 2016, they climb above 75%, they win the national elections. If you come to 2020, they drop below um, 20, uh, 75%, they are in government, but I must argue that in 2020, you see an outlier effect. I mean, when, when do you ever see 
that a party wins the uh, central region, for example, Greater Accra region, and so uh, manages to still remain in opposition. That will happen in 2020. And so you begin to see that this possibly is an outlier. But then you begin to look at the, Baum, uh, the, the Baumia Alan uh, factor playing in here. Alan, in 2007, loses to Akufado in the primaries. What happens then? The party then drops by 4.5% in Ashanti region. If you come to 2008-2010, Alan loses to Akufuado again. Ashanti drops by 1.1% uh, in, the, in the final analysis. Again, if you come to 2012, Alan again loses to Akufuado. Um, and, then, and then a very interesting point happened there. Alan goes on a campaign tour with Akufuado, very rigorously campaigning for him there. Akufuado actually announced him as his first uh, uh, minister, if he wins, you know, the, the nod in 2016 as his trade and industry minister, which the promise he kept. And the Shantri increases by 5.4%. But just look at what happens when Alan then becomes a member of government in 2020. The, the party didn't perform quite as well in the Shantri region. So the, the key issue here for us when you look at this is what then happens now that he's gone, he's gone independent, how will the Shantri region respond? Uh, to him and to the party, will some people vote for him in the Shant region who have traditionally voted for the MPP? The jury is still out on that. But you, one thing is certain. If you look at the trend, he will certainly have an impact. How much of an impact? We don't know. But for a party that is already facing the impossible of trying to break the eight, this is a distraction you don't want. For somebody who traces his roots to the Shant region to be standing as an independent, a stall of the party who, who will definitely take, you, take away some votes uh, in the region. Even if it gets 1% of the votes, it can be disastrous and fatal uh, for the party. And then you look at the whole picture of the national elections over time, an attempt to break the eight, which nobody had done before, especially if you look at the narrowing of the gap in the last elections here, where the NDC did a fantastic job of a historic uh, performance Terrible performance, by the way, in 2016, all the way to closing the gap and, and moving the MPP down to 51.59%. In other words, the momentum is inside of the NDC. They didn't even need the help yet of Alan Chamanting, but they're not going to have it because it's going to close the gap for them. And that clearly is what the party is looking for, what the impact will be. And tomorrow, they'll be addressing a news conference. But we're going to get a sneak peek into that when the General Secretary joins us for a conversation. We also have the Alan spokesperson with us in the studio. We'll, we'll, we'll get the sense from the NDC as well. They've also issued a statement today uh, talking about Alan Nas and opponent and attacking his record already and then do a political scientist. Please stay with me. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to demonstrate to you the superior properties of Flamingo paint as compared to other paint brands on the market. We take equal quantities of Flamingo paint and this ordinary paint. We then dilute them with water. And now, let the test begin. The gentleman on the left is going to apply the ordinary paint and the gentleman on my right will use the Flamingo superior paint. As you can clearly see, Flamingo has the obvious better hiding. Furthermore, Flamingo has painted a much larger area. You know, 
One bucket of flamingo paint is equal to several buckets of any other paint brand on the market. Flamingo paint is made with... Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Superior formulation to give superior durability, superior hiding, superior coverage, flamingo paint. Simply superior. Whiskey. Wash it. All of a sudden, my voice I hear different. And when you try a call, Bama, bring me the honey whiskey. You know the one? Black Rock Whiskey. Honey whiskey. Shale, honey, dear Frau. Black Rock Whiskey is strong. Now, so taste me is smooth. And it goes down easy. Excuse me. Bama. Bama. Bring my friend one Black Rock Whiskey. Black Rock Whiskey, blended with natural honey flavor. Hey, what's up? Batman. Hey, what the hell is going on? The beer is going Black Rock Whiskey. Tabby, the feel is smooth, national. Drink responsibly. Not for sale to persons under 18 years of age and not recommended for pregnant women. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. Daddy, Daddy, this tank is big! Yes, that's true. It can store a lot of water. That's so true. Wow, it has a working surface like this. Mm-hmm, that's so true. I can see S-I-N-T-E-S syntax. That is so true, my daughter. When it falls down, it will spoil That's not true. But why? Why? <laughs> Syntex was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex tank. Are you strong? Are you tough? Can he tee up someone in red? Can he go to the wall? Do like that! Who goes for? What is the five champions? You want to know? I be the real good. Tell him. What's the real good? The lack of this here. The lack of this here. Who is the good? Ghana Jollof or Nigerian Jollof? Ghana Jollof has no core equal. Let's smell alone. Oh my God! Oh, that's it. You two, they lie. Eh? Now they say to you, when they use Google, they need to go put them for top. I know lives in Tama. Every year, we a give to you back. back, 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 back. We are talking about BET. I want some Yadiyadi face. Except be the goat, huh? My guy, he be the goat. Our choice of goats may differ in football, music, and jollof. Alumu Betis always brings us together. Alumu, experience greatness in every moment. <laughs> Drink responsibly. 
not for sale to persons under 18 and recommended to pregnant women. This advert is FDA approved. Daddy, daddy, this tank is big. Yes, that's true. It can store a lot of water. That's so true. Wow, it has a working satisfaction. Mm-hmm. That's so true. I can see S I N T E X syntax. That is so true, my daughter. When it falls down, it will spoil. That's not true. But why? Hey! Syntax <laughs> was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntax again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntax gives you the biggest warranty seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntax is the answer. Syntax tank. Are you strong? Are you tough? Hello, my name is Abeku Agri Santana. If there's anything that makes my life so easy, it is my bank. I love hanging out with my boys' boys at our usual fufu joint. But even without cash, we still the job better with Ecobank Mobile. No matter the time of day, my bank helps me stay in touch with my beautiful wife whenever she's away. And when my beautiful wife is in town, she never misses out on her favorite TV shows because I'm able to pay up all my TV subscriptions from the comfort of my mobile phone. Whenever she has to get groceries too, my bank makes it cashless and convenient. And the part my wife loves the most is when my bank makes it possible and easy for her to shop from any part of the world without moving <laughs> welcome to the smart world of ecobank download ecobank mobile from google play store or the app store and discover the smart way to bank ecobank the pan-african bank Uh, joining me right now for a conversation is uh, Haruna Mohammed. He's the Deputy General Secretary uh, of, uh, of the MPP. Also joining us is Mustafa Bande, he's the Deputy General Secretary of the NDC. Uh, with me uh, for some analysis is Professor Ali Dusedu, who is the head of the Political Science Department at the University of Ghana. In the studio with me is a, is a, is a spokesperson for Alan Chamanting, indeed, and uh, he is part of the youthful, I guess, base that Alan is tapping into and as you can see we're getting to hear a bit more of, of their voices because of Alan's pitching today uh, they've sent him over to, to talk to us on, on the reasons why uh, he has resigned but also his plans for 2024 uh, thank you very much Aaron Duke Sasu, for joining us in the studio um, but I remember, by, by the way always remember the syntax tank uh, brings you PM Express and the kind courtesy uh, we can obviously I go on and I can recommend that them to you because it's a tank that uh, you can rely on. Also, PMS is brought to you by Luma Bitters. Experience greatness in every moment. Ghana AIDS Commission uh, also. And uh, as I always tell you, Syntex Tank is the tank you want to use if you have water to store. Because Syntex Tank is the first, really, to introduce a double layer tank. And now you can have as many layers as you want. Syntax Tanks is first introduced, the white inner layer tanks in Ghana. Uh, we now introduce to you the customer specs order, which lets you order any color and size of preference. Syntax Tanks gives you 
the longest warranty of seven years, which no other time gives you in Ghana. So whatever your water consumption, size of project or demand, choose Syntex tanks. We have agents nationwide. Call Syntex on 0244-335-168 or shop online at SyntexGH.com. Syntex tanks, A is strong, A is tough. I want to start uh, with the Deputy General Secretary of the MPP, because we've heard Alan Chamanting speak today. The party issued a statement today uh, asking the rank and file to remain calm, and they're going to be addressing the party tomorrow. Um, Mr. Mama, thanks for your time again on PM Express. That statement that was issued, asking for calm, does it suggest there's panic among your ranks tonight? Uh, we may have lost him there. But let me come to you, Duke as we try and raise him back on the line there. Um, so Alan has laid out why he's decided to now go independent. You have decided to go with him. Do I assume that day you were a full Cadbury member of the MPP? Well, thank you, Evans, and uh, a very good evening to you. Uh, let me also say a good evening to the raw meaning Ghanaians in this country. And a special greeting from Honorable Alan John Kodotramantin, to every young person in this country. Um, he says, I should tell you, that this is your movement, this is your time, and he welcomes you on board this very agenda. Um, so I have been a sympathizer of the party um, ever, ever since. Um, I'm someone who has always believed in the ideals of a party. And for me, personally, it has been representative of the fact that my allegiance primarily is to the state. So the conversation of being a sympathizer of a party is that the party is supposed to be the vehicle through which you advance your interests for the state, you advance your objectives and aspirations for the state. So that at every point in time, you need to pitch your allegiance. So that when the vehicle that is supposed to propel your vision, your ambition, your, your, what you believe this, um, is relevant for the state, when that vehicle begins to crumble, it is important to take a stance that you believe would represent the projection of the ideals of the nation will represent the projection of the interests of the nation. Mm. And I find Honorable Andrew Kodotramantin to be a man who represents those very, very values of, of nationhood. Mm. And, and, so, so, and so you've joined it. Oh, yes, I've joined the, the, today, the party today is clear that once you join him, you declare support for him, you immediately cease to be a member of the party, you are expelled. You know that you are, as of tonight, you ex- because you, the mere fact that you are on the show alone, advocating <laughs> for Alan Chamanting, you are expelled from the MPP. You, you accept that? Oh, yes. Okay. And, but what I cannot be expelled from is my allegiance to the state. Mm. The fact that I have an obligation to defend the interests of this country within the confines of the Constitution. I have an obligation to defend the values and principles of the founding fathers of this nation. nation. Mm. And so at every point in time, what is paramount is not my ex- me, me being expelled from a, a certain structure. What is most important for every young Ghanaian in this country is that at every point in time, you must defend this country such that you must propel narratives, you must, you must spell out principles. And the MPP has failed to do that for Terribly. you. Terribly. How long have you been a member of the party? Once again, I mentioned that I'm a sympathizer of the party to the extent that I'm not a card bearing member. Oh, so you're not so you're oh, no, no, no. a sympathizer. And I think that okay. that's what's the problem. problem. Yeah. Let me bring in uh, Mr. Mama, who joins us right now. Mr. Mama, your party issued a statement today uh, asking the rank and file to remain calm. Goodness, we may have lost him again. But let me, let me bring in uh, uh, Professor 
Alidusedu, who is the head of the political science department, into the conversation. And I will hear from the NDC very shortly because they also have a stake in this matter. Uh, but but Alidusedu, it, it wasn't a surprise, was it, that Alan declared that he is going independent? It had been rumored for quite a while. In fact, this started in 2007. You watch him today, and the fact that he announces it now when you can argue that the parties at this lowest ebb in terms of the governance that they had supervised over a period, was he choosing his moment for maximum impact to signal a, a, a very torrid time for the party going into the 2024 elections? Hello, Alidusaydu? Please unmute for me. Okay, uh, tragically, I can, I can also hear him. But I know that I have uh, Mustafa Gbande with me. Hello, Mustafa. Oh, goodness. Yes, I, I'm grateful at least you can, you can hear me. Uh, I, I can hear loud and clear. Uh, so, uh, great to have you. The NDC today, I, I saw the communications office of the party or, like, say, for example, that, uh, look, Alan is now going to be an opponent, but let's be honest about this. This is good news for the NDC, is it not? I mean, at least you have somebody, a stall of the MPP, who is broken ranks right now and expected to take away some votes from the party. Hmm, okay. Um, we'll try and rectify all that because of the challenge reaching almost all of them on Zoom. But let me come back to Duke, who's with me uh, in the studio. Duke, to, to that last point there that I was making, I was putting to the General Secretary, Alan chose his moment, right? And he chose it, one, on the back of the demonstration by the youth last three days. And he mentioned that he was being exploitative, was it not, Ben? No, 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 definitely not. Um, Taking advantage of a sentiment no, that existed, no, tap it into no. that. He, Alan owed a moral obligation to the values he represents to, to expressly um, share with the people that he, what exactly what he stands for. Primarily because um, I've personally been with him over the past few couple of weeks, and I know exactly that he had been planning this for some time now. So that um, the demonstrations, and as much as um, how the police manhandled people and all that, uh, contrary to what, what, what our constitution and, and the values that this country presents dictates, he felt that, listen, it's important that I use my voice to echo the concerns of young people in this country as well. And that his representations are, the one, are ones that represent young people to the extent that it will be, it will be quite non-welcoming non for him not to mention this. And not because he just had to mention it, but because he was deeply concerned and he personally shared with me how he's concerned as to how this country, what this country is turning into. That people can no longer peaceful protest. That we have an entire architecture that tries to um, stampede the process when people freely want to voice out their concerns in this country. So it's, it's not in that way at all. But also, also, most importantly, his focus is on young people. So that when young people are the center of a demonstration process, it is important that he sends a message to them that he hears them, he sees them, and he has a plan for them. Mm. So let's get into some of the specifics, what he laid out, the real reasons why he left. We spoke into the party today. The party says 
he's making up reasons as it goes along that the national chairman of the party, Mr. Civilian Team, went to see him when the rumors emerged that he was going to go independent. And he told the national chairman categorically that he had no intention of indeed going independent and everything was fine. So then today he announces he's going independent. This has been a plan all along. He was just finding an excuse to justify his exit. Evans, let me say this quite expressly. For young people in this country, as whatever rationale or whatever led him to resign is of no consequence to us. What is of consequence is that is there a viable alternative to the geopoly that have continued to subject us to certain lessons that are quite unfortunate? That finally, is there a credible candidate in the process that represents the very ideals of young people, essentially? And that is the focus. As to whether the chairman of the party of the MPP went to meet him, well, I'm not privileged to that information. But the point is that what outlook are we, are we having here? That is why I say that this brings about the conversation of our allegiance to a state as against our allegiance to a party. The man has a vision, a vision that he laid out right after he resigned from office. He calls it the Great Transformational Plan, mm. a plan to industrialize this nation, a plan to give young people an opportunity to survive in this nation, a plan to build an industrial architecture that makes Ghana a center of Africa. That is his vision. The vehicle within which he pushes that vision is what is, is, is not necessarily, is, is not, is not of value as to whether it is the party system or, or he's running as an independent candidate. What is important to us as young people is that a man who bears such a vision of such significance will be on the ballot. So on December 7th, we as young people will have an option between the, probably the, the vice president, Elijah Baham, Mahmoud Bahamia, or Honorable Kennedy Japon, or any other person in the, in the MPP, or the former president, His Excellency John Dramani Hama, and also will have the option of choosing a man who has demonstrated time and time again that not only is he competent, but he's credible and a man of character. Where is his competence when he was part of this same government he now criticizes? The same mess. He described the, this, this, the government had superintendent of a mess. He was part of that. He was in cabinet in, in January. So where is the honest and sincerity in what he says today that all of a sudden he is yes. a savior when he's been part of the mess he now describes? Well, Evans, I think that there needs to be an education on the nature of how our governance structure runs. We run an executive form of, of government where power resides in the president. If you were a minister of state, you will run and operate based on the agenda and at the peril of the president. What it means is that at the end of the day, it is the agenda of the president that is being run. What Alan says is that, well, as part of, as part of the government, I run an agenda. As Minister of Trade, I distinguished my, myself in whatever, whatever, whatever I was asked to do and whatever I did. Whatever happened in other areas of the government, the president is responsible for it, essentially. What he says now is that based on my years of consistent proving of a track record now, where, 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 where is that proven track record? Come on, Evans, respectfully. Alan Chermantin is probably one of the few politicians who have not only proved themselves in the political game, in terms of political leadership, but in the private sector. We can talk about what he did with UNDP in, and under the what they call the Air Empire, where he established multiple businesses in about 30 African countries. 
which I'm talking about his role in the ministry, as Minister of Trade and the former President, President, President Kukufo, mm -hmm. where he served as Minister of Trade and as well as, as the head of the President's Special Initiatives. Yeah, which, which, which was not exactly a success. Really? It wasn't? The, the overwhelming verdict on that, the Cassava Initiative, for example, of course something was started. Mm -hmm. Never fully realized the full potential of that. He then becomes in charge of executing one district, one factory. After the time he was leaving, again, hasn't fully realized his potential. So you analyze the fact that we can pick and choose on the fact that a man establishes a 1D1F project. Mm. That, has, that has created jobs for thousands of people. Then we pick out a narrative of probably one of these factories that, in someone's perspective, might not be yielding whatever dividends he expects. And we say that out of the one or two, then the entire, the entire mm. conversation is wrong. Well, hold on for me. I, I want to bring in the uh, Haruna Mahama, who is the general secretary, the deputy general secretary of the MPP. Uh, Mr. Mama, can you hear me? Hello, Mr. Mama. Great. The party issued a statement today. Um, you're asking your rank and file to remain calm. Is there panic among your ranks? Uh, first and foremost, I want to say good evening to your child here. And I want to apologize to them for my inability to join my team. So we are taking this legislation exercise and seriously. And I'm terribly in the north, purposely for that registration uh, exercise. Uh, but out of respect and balance for most media, I have taken the thing to speak very little on this particular matter, pending the statement by my board, the General Secretary of the New Patriotic Party, absolutely there is no panic in the NPP. The NPP is a national party, and we are much more united by our diversity of ideas and the strength of people. And that's what we stand for. We respect the decision, as the General Secretary has indicated in the write-up, that it is very unfortunate that this decision is taken at this particular point in time. We acknowledge the contribution of Mr. Allen to the New Patriotic Party, and the party will make our statement tomorrow by 2 p.m. Mm. But the Allen has a set of reasons. He has said and not only today, I even mean, after the Superdelegates Congress, that the parties, there was no level playing field. The entire structure was, co was coerced and skewed to favor one particular candidate. He had repeated these concerns and nothing has been done about it substantively to address it. He has a basis to resign and to form yeah. his own political movement. Does he not? Yeah. You know, CMS Press is a program of record. And I use that medium to respond to some portions of Mr. Allen's concerns after the superdelegate conference. I did not speak from my mind. I spoke out of the constitution of the New Patriotic Party. I made reference to Article 13.19. I made reference to Article 10.3. I made reference to several other provisions of the party's constitution. While I do so, I respect the decision of Mr. Allen, and I wait 
for the recall from the general secretary of the new Patriotic party at the party's headquarters tomorrow at 2 p.m. Uh, Professor Aligusedu, uh, you've been watching this space uh, since today. We just had the party say, call for calm. Is this a fatal blow to the MPP ahead of the 2024 elections? Hello, Mr. Aligusedu? Hello, Prof. If you may unmute for me. Okay. Unfortunately, uh, we're still having challenges with uh, Dr. Aludusi. Let's try again. Hello, Prof. Can you hear me? Okay. I'll bring in now the Deputy General Secretary of the NDC. Uh, Mr. Bandi, can, can you hear me? Hello, Mr. Bandi. I can hear you, man. Fantastic. I was asking you, this is yours in your favor, does it not? The MPP is currently thinking about what to say tomorrow. The NDC should be jubilating tonight, are you? Most definitely. I mean, um, we have been vindicated, Evans, because we've told Ghanaians that uh, there are deep-seated cracks in the MPP as a result of heightened corruption and interest, because I've stated that the President Nana Akufuado would do everything possible in his might to ensure that Baumia becomes the flag bearer of the MPP as a cover-up, cover-up for his crimes and sins, because he does not want people who are not within his uh, kitchen cabinet to take over the party so that they will uncover some of the things he has done. So clearly, uh, in that quest, they seems to underrate the fact that Alan Kojuchimantin comes from the Ashanti region, and for that matter, Royal. Uh, we have already stated the deficits in terms of MPP's contribution to the Ashanti region since So they call this this was on the flip side. Unfortunately, this the, the connection is the connection isn't great. Um, unfortunately, the connection isn't great. I, I can, but we're, we're struggling to. Uh, it's breaking uh, pretty badly, indeed. Let's try again. Okay, uh, we'll have to reconnect uh, with him um, and, and see what we can, we can get. But we, we still have uh, Aruna Muhammad. Do I get a sense, uh, Mr. Mr. Muhammad, that ahead of tomorrow, the party, after calling for calm, you've said you're just waiting for the general secretary. You don't have a position on what has happened already tonight? Remember, I am there to assist the general secretary. Mm. I am not there to assist. And um, just a brief on what my colleague from the NDC has said. He knows clearly that the NDC democratic credentials cannot be compared to that of the NDC. He knows that John Mahama, as a presumptive candidate, even before 
their elections, never insulted the credentials of the NDC. He knows that the NDC's attempt, or Jomahama's attempt to cover up his crimes by indication of piling up judges when he gets the opportunity is not a mindset of the MPP. We are a democratic party. We are a party of choice, and we respect democratic values in this country. We have seen a lot of things happen in this country that we have always responded on point of law. And that is exactly what we want to do. In contributing to the media space, contributing to governance, and contributing to electoral systems in Ghana. We urge them to pull from us the good aspects. And that was why I spoke to them in their conference in a class that they would have established a school. They should come for us to establish the supporting of the job committee to us. And for us in the NPC, we are not going to accept uh, and allow other smaller political parties like any today, but we are there to support them. Mm, I mean, so this a critical moment that we are. and everybody We respect every that the party takes on that and takes on authority. And we will wait to give you the media the good messages and what we will have to interrogate from 2 p.m. tomorrow. Uh, Dr. Luceru joins us now. Um, hopefully, he can hear me. Uh, we've now moved him onto phone uh, for a quick in intervention into this. Uh, Doc, is this a fatal blow to the MPP? <laughs> to some extent, Evan, you know, politics is a matter of strategy. And it's part of the strategy to make a decision at the right time using the right tool. I think uh, Alan Chomantin has been very strategic about the way he has announced his contest for the 2024 election. And he, if you look at the history of as you know it, independent candidates have performed poorly. Third party, for, third fourth parties have performed poorly in the history of the fourth republic. But he's actually offloading this ambition to a kind of movement where the youth is seen to be the lead charge for for this particular movement. Measuring the current level of sentiment in, in the country and the divisive politics both the duopoly we have had in the fourth republic are called, he is tapping into the largest number of the registered voter population he is trying to tap into the floating voter population. He is trying to tap into disgruntled members of both the NDC and the MPP to be able to become a formidable force in 2024. And if I ask you mentioned in your initial analysis to this program, it is very close. And next year's election is going to be closer. So even if he's able to manage a reasonable percentage within the new population that he's projecting, or within even the total voter population, it's likely going to take the election into a runoff. And we all know the history of runoff in the fourth republic, that opposition parties build the coalition against incumbents all the time. So breaking the edge from the NPP's perspective 
is more about winning in the first one. And if Alan's movement, in addition to other smaller political parties that may emerge, and the performance strong showing of the NDC in the central region in 2024, will keep the election into a runoff, and the coalition that will be built against incumbent government will not inure to the benefit of the NPP. So I understand the level of panic that, that may be within the NPP now because you are even facing an uphill task of trying to break the eight, mm. which has been traditionally impossible. And given these permutations and dynamics that is coming in, they really have to see how to manage this. And I think this is just an announcement. I'm not sure what strategy is going to use. But my thinking is that, and as he mentioned in his press conference, that he's going to offload this campaign to the youth, who are the future of this country, and see how they take their destiny to their own hands. It's a very strategic way of building it to the momentum of the nation. And let's see how those, those movements work moving forward. Yeah, but, but, but you made the point about the traditionally independent candidates haven't, haven't done pretty much. In fact, the, in terms of third force, the only individual that moved the needle slightly was uh, Dr. Indum. Even for him, he was on a ticket of an established political party who filled that not only a presidential candidate, but also parliamentary candidate as well. But you have Alan Chamanzi, who's adopting a, a, a different approach here. He's going independent. He's only vying for the presidency. No uh, parliamentary candidates that uh, he, he associate with, associated with. That clearly then leaves him in the place where he most likely will go the way of others. And you've heard the party today, at least the uh, national organizers say, that they are not really worried because of that history of independent candidates. When you hear the party say that, I mean, both the party have said that, the uh, Nana Komiya, who is the uh, chief spokesperson for Dr. Bami, I've also said the same thing. How much value do you place on that? Is it just political blaster, or really you can discount the Alan factor going into the election as an independent candidate? Evans, I don't think any of these people will say they are worried, even if indeed they are. Because it's also part of the political strategy to maintain calm and momentum within the party. Honestly speaking, maybe if you look at the previous parliamentary independent candidates and head uh, parties we've had, the level of vision, articulation, planning, and programming that Ireland is trying to introduce into the Ghanaian body politic looks quite different. Even before he announced to contest, when he was then from the MP, uh, as a cabinet minister, and announced that he was going to contest, he came out with what he called the GTP, Great uh, Transformational Plan. And, and I think a lot of media houses, including academics and scholars, scrutinized that level of articulation and the point-based uh, yardstick by which you can measure his performance. You hardly see that kind of thing. He has given himself out, this is basically what I'm going to do, and this is the basis for measuring it. And even when he announced what he was going to do, he said this is how he's going to go about doing it and his plan. So it's left for us to carefully scrutinize this, but also see how the campaign unfolds. There's one thing making this very elegant announcement, but once the campaign unfolds, and we see whether he's able to put a lot of resources and strategy to this uh, plan, 
will, will, will make us decide whether it's going to cause an upset or not. But I think whichever way you look at it, if he's able to push, we get a percentage that pushes next year's election into a runoff, then he becomes a kingmaker and he can sit in the, in the, in the dining table of victorious uh, candidates moving forward. What do you say to that? Well, let me say this. Alan is in the race to win these elections. That's Alan, not happening, you know that. Come again? That clearly won't happen. <laughs> let, let me tell you why it will happen. Alan is in the race to win the 2024 election. Yes, exactly. And let me tell you why this will happen. In 2013, Uhuru Kenyatta and William Ruto ran as the independent candidates under what they call the Jubilee Alliance. The Jubilee Alliance transcended what independent candidates have usually been known for, that they are independent, so they don't have any form of, um, of a buy-in beyond the, them being independent. The alliance became a model to which people could buy in into a common agenda. Alan says, I am running as an independent candidate, but there's a vehicle much more greater than my person. I call it the movement for change. Yeah, you, you, cite, you cite Kenya, but their political architecture is quite different from ours. Our, we, we have a very entrenched, settled two-party two state. That, that, that similarities. The similarity is that where there is a viable alternative to a duopoly that has proven to take the citizens for granted... The citizens. But this argument, have, we've, been, we've had this argument for many, many years. A lot of those who come touting to become a third force or want to become a third force always cite the fact that there's a duopoly. And yet, you still see NDC and MPP, their core base of, a, of, of four, four million and five million, Evans. very, Evans. very stable. Evans. Alan Chamantin is distinct from any other candidates on that very metric. There's a man who is deeply rooted within the political architecture of this country. Yeah, but he, 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 he's, he's a creature of the MPP. Yes, he is. And within the MPP, even within the MPP, his performance is what I showed. He's consistently oh, declined with the MPP over time. The since, since his, members since his of the in 2007. The card-bearing members of the MPP who determine the trial process are well over 200,000. The MPP needs about 7 million people to win an election. So the 200,000 people who determine the electoral outcome that determines who becomes the flag bearer are just about 2.9% about of how many people, of the percentage of people who end up voting for the, for the MPP. That's true. It means that there is a potential existing national appeal. We cannot make a determination of the popularity in this country based on a 2.9% or a number of people who vote for the, for the party. Nobody's saying that. The point I make to you is he is a creation of the MPP. And within his own ranks, you have to test your own constituency first before you begin to yeah. sort of go into the national mm -hmm. arena. Mm -hmm. Within his own ranks where he was created, he hasn't resonated. Especially. Even, even where he... He believes to be his own base in the Shanti region. He's consistently underperformed there when he's come up against other candidates. That is largely subjective in the sense that, once again, I pitch against how many people vote within, within the, the, the party as against how many people will call themselves sympathizers of the party. It means that popularity within the party transcends voting trends. It means that there's a potential market of value that exceeds how many people will go and cast their vote in, 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 a, in a primary election base? Mm. He has shown that he has popularity within the Ashanti region. He has shown with the polls. He has shown with what? What's, what's the but, barometer but, using but, to measure that? State media and state institutions uses preferable data analysis, which has consistently Our shown... Our analysis have shown when he actually got into government, mm -hmm. 
talking about his influence in Shanti region, mm -hmm. if you see the party's performance in the last elections, when he was actually part of the government, is a joint third worst performance in the Shanti region for the MPP. Respectfully, the elections is about, number one, the candidates are at the head of the But you just, you just talked about his, his influence in the Shanti region. No, I'm referring to his influence in the fact that there is available debate data, right, to the effect that Alan is more popular across this country than he might be within the limited number of people of about 2.9% within our outcomes. Oh, we've had um, the, the, what was his name, Musa Danko's analysis proving time and time again, which you, you have relied on a couple of times in your analysis, that Alan has great level of popularity in the nation. We cannot limit a discussion of popularity based on 2.9% of, of sympathizers of voters who determine electoral person in the MPP. No, yeah. it cannot happen. Stay with me. Uh, let me. Let me quickly get a, a final words of uh, Mr. Mohammed, if we still with me, the general secretary of the party. Um, I know tomorrow is a big day for the party in terms of how you begin to get your rank and file to indeed stay calm going to 2024 elections. But definitely, you've had the Ali Dusedu mention that in 2024, that small margin can, can flip this into a runoff. Uh, as far as the elections are concerned, is it something that the party is concerned okay. about? How, what this will mean for your own fortunes? Hello, Mr. Mohammed. Hello, I can't hear you. I'm, I'm driving down the issue about what this, in reality, will mean for your own uh, electoral fortunes next year. Um, as for election, the MPP has far advanced in the preparation for 2024 election. As to whether what has happened today uh, will have effect on our fortune, even as very comfortable to speak extensively after my book mm. uh, on this particular matter. You know me, Arula doesn't hear to speak on facts. Mm. However, uh, you know that the party has a contact, and I must tell you that we don't see anything at all. Okay. Our decision to break the date is still intact, and the party to move back to the task and period regarding the Thank you very much. And then tomorrow we'll, we'll hear what the party says. Uh, Duke, I'm grateful that, that I'm, I'm grateful that you joined us. Also, you had uh, Alu Dusedu, heads the Public Science Department at the University of Ghana, and I'm grateful that uh, we also got joined by Musa Fagbani, Deputy Secretary of the Party. Unfortunately, the line wasn't great. Apologies for that a terrible connection uh, today. Tomorrow we'll hear from the MPP, and hopefully we can get to sit with the Alan Chamante himself for a conversation, a very detailed one. Enjoy the rest of the evening. Thank uh you. -huh.